So we read in the Parsha that after they sold uh, Yosef, sort of the brothers blamed it on Yehuda. Yehuda having the leadership qualities, and he suggested that instead of um, killing him by placing him in the pit, uh, they might as well make some money on the deal. And they went and they sold him to the caravan of the of the Ishmaelim and then the Minyanim. But eventually the brothers blamed him after seeing their father's distress over the loss of uh, Yosef. So they blamed him and they said to Yehuda, had you told us to bring him back, we would have listened to you. And therefore Yehuda was forced sort of to move away from his brothers. And the Torah devotes an entire parsha section uh, actually, it's tomorrow's section of Revi. The Torah devotes an entire section of what took place transpired over there. So, Yehuda goes and uh, gets married to this woman, and they have three children. And then he finds a wife, her name was Tomar. He finds a, a wife, Tomar, for his oldest son. And he didn't behave properly. And he died, God killed him. So then, he married the other brother, the second son of Yehuda. He didn't behave properly either. And then, Yehuda did not want that his daughter-in-law, Tamar, should marry his third son, Shelah, because he was worried two of her husbands, two of his sons already died. So he sort of pushed her off and he says, wait till Shelo becomes older, and then I will give, uh, I'll give him to you for a wife, he told Tamar. And then it's Torah relates that after Tamar saw that Shelo has become older, and he was not given to her as a husband, he did not give her to her. So, and that was the time that uh, Yehuda's wife passed away and he was going up to the uh, shearing of the sheep to be there so she disguised herself and she pretended to be a harlot on, this, on the road and uh, Yehuda asked to be with her and she said okay, uh, what are you going to give me payment for that and he offered her some goats, some different things that he's going to give it to her and she only agreed on the condition um, that he would give that he would give her a collateral until the time that he'll pay up what he promised her and he did, he gave her her signet ring and the stick different things that the Torah relates then eventually, so he had the relationship and actually she became pregnant from that relationship and uh, in the meantime Yehuda tried to uh, give to her what he promised he sent with, uh, with his partner over there Akhira uh, Dulami he with his partner he tried to pay up what he promised her but he couldn't find her because of course she wasn't just a, a regular harlot over there she just was there for Yehuda and, but eventually, Yehuda was told that his daughter-in-law, who was supposed to be single, 
is pregnant because Kimishlosh Chadashim is about three months. She became she's pregnant. So immediately Yehuda said, "Let she be taken out and let her be burnt." Should be taken out and be burnt because Harul is nunim. She became pregnant to illegitimate. Uh, she's carrying an illegitimate child. So then she decided not to confront him directly to embarrass Yehuda but she took the items, the collateral that Yehuda has left with her until he's going to pay up and she took those items, the stick, the signet ring and she took it and she sends it to her father-in-law, to Yehuda saying to him if you want to know I am pregnant to the person that owns these particular items that's the one I'm pregnant of and Yehuda recognized it and he said, well, she's actually righteous than me and he says, um, uh, the Torah says, there's two interpretations, that he no longer had a relationship with her, or another interpretation, Rashi says, he continued having relationships with her, in other words, he took her as, as his wife. And then eventually it says, two children, two boys were born, they were twins, Peretz, uh, Zarach and Peretz, Peretz and Zarach, which actually, this is from Yehuda's children, this is the source, and eventually came out, David HaMelech, Yishai, David HaMelech, and Shloima, the entire kingdom comes from that relationship of Yehuda with Tamar. Uh, but the, very briefly, um, he said initially, he says, take her out and let her burn. Right? That's what his ruling was. Why did he say that she should burn? So Rashi says, Omar Ephraim he quotes this sage that he says, shall shame hoisa that she was the daughter of shame. And therefore she has been condemned, she was judged to burning. So what does Rashi mean here? So the commentators assume, and I'm just going to leave it with a question because we're running out of time here, and maybe we'll continue tomorrow. And those who want to look up a little bit, because this seems to be a little bit strange over here. Um, he says, take her out and let her burn, because she was the daughter of shame. So later on in the Torah we find, when the Torah talks about the uh, punishment, the penalties for uh, extramarital relationships that people have, there is a difference between if the woman is a daughter of a Koyen, or she's a regular Israelite woman. They both get the death penalty, but the uh, penalty of Sreifa, being burnt, is reserved only for a Bas Koyen, only for a daughter of a Koyen. So some of the commentators explain that this is what Rashi means over here. When Rashi says she was a daughter of a Koyen, because she was the daughter of shame. And shame had the status, shame and Aver. Shame had the status of a Koyen. As we learned before, Rumalki Tzedek Melech Koyen, we learned earlier in the Parshish Lechlecha, when Abraham brought Vayitin Loi Maiser Mikoyel, Rashi says that he was a Koyen. So he had the status, at that time, the status of a Koyen. She was treated, Tamar, being the daughter of shame, she was treated like the daughter of a Koyen. And since she committed adultery, that's what she committed, adultery, so therefore, she was not judged in the normal way of 
of a Bas Yisrael, but she was judged as a Bas Koyen, because she had the status of a Koyen. And the questions on this comment is, is, is very, very difficult to understand. Uh, um, and we'll discuss tomorrow, but it seems like it's okay for Yehuda to have a relationship with her. Uh, we say that the King David and the entire Jewish dynasty comes from that relationship. It's a prohibited relationship. It seems that Yehuda and Tamar had a, pre, a prohibited relationship. First, Yehuda condemns her to death when he finds out that she's pregnant because she says she's carrying an illegitimate child. Well, if she wasn't allowed to have a relationship with anybody, so why is it okay when he finds out that she's pregnant from him? Then it's okay. Then according to one comment, Rashi says, he continued to live with her. It's only if she's pregnant from somebody else, then she should be burned. And if she's a Kayan, and if it's illegitimate, so what's going on over here? So we'll leave it a little bit, it's too much for now, so we'll leave it